but now you your last book you recommended was burn your goals and it's uh it's a collection of different stories of different of a collection of different things and philosophies and teachings um it's crazy good and we could touch on every single one if you know we wanted to keep the listener here for you know six hours <laughs> but i wanted to talk about um you mentioned balance and rhythm i know that's that's your that's your thing really uh big believer in balance everybody needs balance and rhythm yeah and so the title is burn your goals and this is a thing i've thought about a lot and i write about a lot is the the balance between having goals and dreams and ambitions versus the burn your goal mindset and and they're related a little in the same but i want to hear your your perspective on that and how do you what sort of how do you go about that how do you perceive that when in regards to burning your goals versus setting your goals in stone and pursuing them at all costs yeah absolutely um first off it's it's a great book i'd obviously you know recommend it to anyone um but the the title can be interesting you know i've all i've heard my entire life is you know set goals and and have aspirations and all these and then i see the title burn your goals and i'm thinking to myself <laughs> uh that's different um but it's not saying that we shouldn't have goals it's just saying that we should shift our focus um and i you know a quote that comes to mind is one of my favorites from Coach Wooden, in one of many great quotes that he has, but he said, a destination is meaningless, however, without, if we don't have directions and how to arrive there. A destination is meaningless without directions and how to arrive there. And, and that's exactly what this book is talking about. It's important for us to have goals. It's important for us to have aspirations, but it's more important for us to focus on the practical steps that we can take to arrive at those goals. I talk to my guys all the time about like, where are you and where do you want to go? Where are you and where do you want to go? And how do you close that gap? And the surest and most effective way to close that gap is where you are at, this given, at any given time. And uh, so he, in this book, um, both Joshua Metcalf and Jamie Gilbert talk about different experiences they've had, um, whether it's them or, or, or different um, clients that they've worked with, um, that they've shifted their focus and what happens is when they focus on the the practical steps they can take at arriving at their goals they accomplish far more than than they originally intended and uh, i just think it's a really really cool book and something that we can all apply to our lives and and um something for me that really helps me to approach the day with with some desire and with some with some motivation and some incentive to to kind of attack and have a, a a day of of action so um just a great book um, and something that I share with my players all the time. Yeah, and I love that. You you summed that up really well. And the last thing with Burn Your Goals is it, at the end of it, there's a list in the back with a list of books. And so it's a reading challenge. And you, you can correct me if I'm wrong because, uh, you know, I put it in my notes to check out the reading challenge once I feel the list that I'm already going through. But what are, you know, you're doing the reading challenge. What are, you know, some of the books you've read? What are some of the things you, or what are some of the themes throughout those books that uh, they've been really looking to instill? Um, and just what has, what are some things you've learned throughout reading that, you know, that book list that they have in the end of Burn Your Goals? 
Yeah. So um, they have, so Jamie Gilbert and Joshua Metcalf, they have a consulting firm. It's called Train to Be Clutch. And um, within that organization, what they have is a, it's a Train to Be Clutch reading challenge. And it's in the back of um, Burn Your Goals. And it's something that I'm doing right now. And what the challenge is, is, um, is that you read, I think it's, it's 49 total books. Um, you have to read the books in two weeks or less, which is going to have you read about 28 books a year minimum. And these are basically um, the books that Joshua Medcalf used to write Burn Your Goals. So everything derived from these books. And he gives them to you in a specific order. And um, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome. I've read so many books, everything from Mindset by Carol Dweck um, to um, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson um, to How to Stop the Pain by Dr. James Richards. Um, to Life is Blank by Judah Smith, um, Promise of a Pencil by Adam Braun. And these books cover all different areas, um, but so many great things. And all of them offer new perspective and, and new ways to live and new, new ideas and concepts to think about in our daily life. Um, we talked about mindset, um, how to stop the pain by Dr. James Richards talks about removing judgment from our lives and allowing ourselves to kind of um, adopt uh, God's perspective instead of our own. Um, and so there's in a pit with a lion on a snowy day talks about how, you know, the importance of act taking action and, and looking at challenges as opportunities. Um, uh, there's different ones like, uh, let me see. Um, I'm trying to look for a different one. Unbroken is another good one that I love. It talks about uh, Louis Zamperini, the Olympic runner who ended up being a uh, World War II uh, um, pilot um, who, who went down and ended up being a prisoner of war, um, tells his story. So, so many great books within this challenge that offers new, at the end of the day, offers new perspective and uh, just been so fruitful for me. And I'm excited to see after finishing the challenge, um, how I've trained, you know, because the whole concept of this is how to, in doing this challenge is how to become transformational instead of transactional. And uh, just excited to see how it, how it transforms me and also impacts my ability to um, influence others. Yeah, and you touched on a book, actually a few books that I've read. And one I really wanna to touch on was The Promise of a Pencil. Mm. I know you recommended that book to me. I think I finished it in three days because um, I loved it and I'd never heard the story before. And that sparked, for me, I know you said the rhythm of life sparked uh, kind of your love for reading. The promise of a pencil sparked my kind of beginning of a podcast, the theme for the podcast, because there's a quote in it, and I have it wrote down right here because I loved it so much. It says, at the greatest levels of affluence and the deepest levels of poverty, parents share the same desire for their children to have a better future. And so with that, um, you know, kind of my segue, and we can come back to books too, because I know we both, you know, we could talk about them for hours. Yeah. Um, but with that little segue, what is, what, what did you wish you knew growing up? Mm. I think one thing that comes to mind, and I think we've talked about this before, is um, understanding that life and, and everything in general is a process. And uh, I think when I was younger, I, I, I didn't have the ability to see the larger picture. 
And because of that, um, maybe I put too much value into different situations or, or not enough. And so if I could go back and tell myself, you know, one word, I think it would be process. And what that would do is it would help me in understanding that life is a process. Um, it allow for me to take each situation, good or bad, and understand that it's an opportunity to learn and grow. And it's an opportunity for me to close the gap from where I am and where I want to be. Um, and so that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question. Um, but just understanding life as a process, um, to me is, is really one thing I would have liked to tell my younger self. Yeah, for sure. And so coming back a little to the book recommendations, I also always love to ask for podcast recommendations. And I know you, you also listen to podcasts and I'm not sure if you watch any Ted talks or follow anything along those lines, but what are some, you know, podcasts or maybe you do have Ted talks or documentaries or uh, kind of informative things that you follow along with that you would also recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to um, that give me different, you know, uh, coaching perspective, but I think that uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is uh, John Gordon's podcast, um, Positive You. Um, he just, John Gordon, he, you know, he interviews so many successful leaders from all industries who share tremendous perspective. Um, and he really is one that I guess got me, you know, he's, he's introduced me to a lot of these authors of books that I've read. Um, so can't say enough about that one, um, Positive University podcast with John Gordon. I also like Raise Your Game uh, with Alan Stein. We actually, that was the book we read as a program this past season. Um, phenomenal stuff. He's actually the one who introduced me to Burn Your Goals. <laughs> it's interesting to see how the, all these guys coincide with one another. Um, but I think the Ed and Milo show is another good one. Um, but I think the biggest thing, you know, you mentioned podcasts, um, something I try to listen to every day, but um, pick three people that you can learn from. And, and that can be different for every individual. But if there's three people that you can pick from that you want to gain perspective from, find who they are and spend a couple minutes each day listening to them or whoever it is that they're interviewing uh, to gain new perspective. And it, it it's really going to pay dividends down the road. Yeah, I love that because we're we're back to almost an age of information where everybody is making all this noise, but there's very little message behind all that noise. Every, everybody has a voice and, and it, it can be a beautiful thing, but at the same time, you know, I could be taking information from, you know, Twitter is a big one. I, I like to follow a lot of guys who uh, share a lot of their wisdom and their, their journey and it, it can be overwhelming at times. I mentioned it earlier about all the sources of income with, you know, teachings and wisdom and perspective. And it can be really hard to limit that. So the, I'm glad that you touched on that, choosing three people that you can learn from and get and share perspective on is, is so important because we all, we all do need mentors. We all need to learn from people who have been there, who have experienced, um, but choosing how to go about that, who to listen to is, is another thing in and of itself. And so for you, I'm curious, who are those three for you? I know you mentioned John Gordon, Ed Milet, and Alan Stein. I'm not sure if those are your three, but who are your three and how did you kind of settle on those three? Um, if you don't mind me asking that you really follow along. 
Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, you know, first, I just want to start off and say, um, you know, I heard a guy say one, uh, one time a while back, you know, you become the books that you read. Um, you become the books that you read. And I think the same can be said about you become kind of the information that you're feeding yourself, whether it be TV, whether it be social media, whether it be books. And so I think it's so important for us to spend time um, filtering the information that we receive in all areas. And, uh, and also understand that like some of the information that we receive doesn't have to be from people who are close to us physically. Uh, they don't even have to be alive. Um, we can learn from people like Jesus. We can learn from Nelson Mandela. I mean, there's so many people um, that we can learn from uh, that we don't actually have to know or, or have ever met. And so um, finding those resources, I think, is so important. And I think books is one of the best way to do that. Um, we're able to gather intellect from some, some of the, the greatest leaders to ever walk this earth. And, and uh, so just to name, I mean, to answer your question, um, I, I, the first that come to mind, there's, I probably have more than three, to be truthfully honest with you. Um, but uh, G, uh, Joshua Medcalf comes to mind, John, John Gordon, and um, Alan Stein, but that's just to name a few. Yeah, and for those of you listening who don't know really who those three are, they all have uh, their thing. Alan Stein, and Coach, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Alan Stein is, you know, a trainer within the NBA, has worked with players like Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, um, John Gordon has – uh, his brand called Positive University, uh, author of several best-selling books, uh, runs the Power of Positive Summit, and Joshua Medcalf is a part of Train to Be Clutch with their website, also an, offer, an author of several books. Um, is there anything you'd like to add with that with those three? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, and then the common denominator is all these people have taken action to be difference makers. And, and to change people's lives in a positive way. And that's, that's one thing that I really like about them. And they do so in a way that's relatable and applicable. And people are able to take their ideas and their concepts and easily incorporate them into their lives, um, which I think is really what this is all about. So just uh, super great leaders. I've learned so much from them. And they have introduced me to so many other great leaders um, that I've been able to read about. And, and uh, so just incredibly thankful for them. But yeah, just just understanding the importance of what's what's the information you're feeding yourself. Um, take some time to filter that uh, because the world the world gives a lot of noise, <laughs> and uh, if we're not conscious about the information that we receive, then we can really uh, be destructive. And, and I think sometimes the best thing is is silence. Um, silence brings clarity. And uh, so anyway, yeah, and. I just want to go back to as well, how simple I know a little more about Joshua Medcalf and John Gordon than I do Alan Stein, um, but how simple their messages are, but yet how powerful they are. I mean, John Gordon focuses on the importance of just being positive uh, and, and incredibly dark times and difficult situations, you know, the importance of being positive. And he's naturally not a positive guy. He's naturally a pessimist. He, he naturally looks on the downside, but the importance of positive thinking of a positive mindset. And then Joshua Medcalf talks about the importance of small steps. You know, so two incredibly simple messages that they have built 
built into incredible brands with all these, this incredible following with incredible messages and teachings and stories. Um, and just how a simple message can spark something so incredible because people are able to implement it into their own lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think so many people don't think they're capable of living the life that they desire. And what these guys do a great job of is showing them exactly in small practical steps of how they can do that. And it's, it's, it's really cool to see that the impact that they've had um, throughout the world and, and, um, what happens is, and I see, you know, in you and, and other people, when you when you start to adopt some of those practices, um, the way that it changes your lives and, and the peace that you're able to live with, um, it, it's just remarkable. Yeah, and you talked about, uh, I believe it was silence yeah. and the importance of silence. And uh, I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, I have a book recommendation as well. Uh, I believe you still have my copy of it um, called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I'm not sure if I have brought this up on the podcast before or not, but he talks about, the author John Mark Comer talks about uh, four S's really. Solitude, simplicity, Sabbath, and silence. And how those four things are pretty much what makes us who we are, what gives us our energy, what really gives us our foundation. And he talks about the importance of solitude, spending time with yourself, spending time with your thoughts and uh, not around others, not taking in any, any information, but thinking through what you've heard, what you've learned, what you've seen, what you've done, and reflecting on that. It's kind of that self-reflection. Sabbath, you know, uh, in the Bible, you know, on the seventh day, God rested. So Sunday, the importance of taking a day and not, you know, not working, whether it's at your job or out in the yard gardening or doing landscaping or mowing lawn or working out and the importance of the Sabbath and just having that physical, mental, intellectual, emotional reset. Okay. So that's, that's solitude and Sabbath and then simple. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Our coach says it all the time, and I love it because it's so true. The importance of simplicity in our lives, not, and you could get into the argument, not even argument, just the topic of uh, essentialism and materialism and uh, keeping things simple, not, not building up all this accumulation of stuff, but just living a simple life. And then lastly, he talks about silence, the importance of silence and blocking out all the noise that everybody is spilling and sharing nowadays. And so it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I would recommend it. It's the author is Christian, but the principles he talks about, the teachings are from the Bible and as well as real life. And for those listening who may not believe in God or even be Christian, the Bible as well has so many just true leadership and life lesson stories that you can relate and translate over to your own life without having the effect of God within it. And I don't know if you want to speak into that a little or what your thoughts are with that. Yeah. I, there's one thing that came to my mind. Um, you had mentioned, you know, for those who maybe don't believe in God or aren't Christian, all that sort of thing. Um, 
you know, it reminds me of different conversations that here at work. And I remember someone saying, you know, I don't, I don't like Catholicism for one reason. And the reason being the guilt trip. Um, and I, and I really thought that that was interesting and I wasn't mad in any way. And I respected their opinion. What I wanted to say to them was, um, I thought that too. I mean, I really did before I understood my faith. I, I, I didn't understand why we couldn't do so many of these things. I felt so restricted and, 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 but as I understood the faith more, you know, it's, it's a lot of Jesus's teachings too are paradoxical, you know? Um, and what I found was he doesn't keep these things from us, or he doesn't require that we don't do these things because he wants to torture us or, or, or torment us, but because he wants us to, to be our best self. And he wants us to live with peace. And, um, and when we remove those things from our life, even though they seem to be the things that we desire, we're happier and we're more peaceful and only through him are we able to experience that peace. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, the next thing is, um, uh, well, first of all, did that answer your, did, did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. It, it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so that, that's the first main thing that came to my mind. Um, but also the second thing that comes to my mind is, um, you know, you look at the Bible and all the disciplines that it requires and we think, oh my gosh, how constricting, you know, I want to live my life and I want to have fun. I want to enjoy the time on, you know, cause I'm not here long. I want to enjoy it. And, uh, so it can kind of steer us away, but what I found is, and I trust me, I struggle with this <laughs> as much as anyone. Um, but with more discipline in our lives, the more freedom we have. And um, I think that can be hard. It's certainly hard for me to understand. And I'm sure it can be hard for everyone else to understand. But the more discipline we have in our lives, the more freedom we have. And, and I think that's an important thing for us to remember when we're trying to stay um, faithful and hopeful. Yeah, uh, Jocko Willink uh, has a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. And it, it's an incredible concept. And I haven't read it. I'm not sure if you have. Um, but that the whole book talks about the importance of routine and discipline gives you more freedom in your daily living throughout your life. And so, yeah, it, it is a great concept. I'm really glad you touched on that. Yeah. Yeah. And the one, do you care if I just share a specific example? Feel free. <laughs> I, I would love to hear it. Yeah. You know, the one example that I shared with my players is I just remember, you know, early on in my faith, um, I still feel like I'm early on in my faith, but early on in my faith, earlier on in my faith, um, I was always scared of confession. You know, I always thought that, you know, why would I, why does God want me to confess my sins? And why can't I just kind of talk to God on my own time through prayer instead of having to tell a priest the different things that I'm, that I've done. And, and um, so I was scared about it. You know, I just brought more shame and all these sorts of things. And so I didn't go, um, but I just kind of felt, you know, prompting to go more and more. And um, I finally, got the courage to go. And as I got into the church, it was like, I received every form of resistance. All these excuses were come. like, I, I just did not want to go. And I kept telling myself, I just don't understand why God would want to put me through this. And I started thinking about those people who told me who didn't, you know, who didn't believe in God and who didn't have a faith, like the guilt trip. Like, why do I, do I want to be a part of this? And so I finally went and I just remember coming out of confession and feeling more free than I've ever felt before. And I, and I understood at that point, like, 
confession is not a burden. <laughs> and this isn't something God does to torment us um, or to make us feel guilt or feel shame. It's actually the exact opposite. When we go to confession, it removes us of that shame. It, it takes away and it allows us to live more freely. So that's just a, a specific example for me uh, that's been pivotal in my life. And um, so I don't know if there's anyone out there who needs to hear that, uh, who's battling, you know, with, you know, going to confession, but um, I encourage you to, uh, and I, and I guarantee you will not regret it. Yeah. I, I love that because uh, on the other side of fear is the greatest moments of growth. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to segue a little into uh, one of my last questions I have for you. And, um, and I, I've asked this before, um, and it's usually not on recording for the podcast. And I, I, I'm kind of experimenting with it. And it's if you were running this podcast, you know, based on advice to a younger generation, based on perspective, um, what are some questions you would ask, whether, you know, self-introspective questions or questions you would ask, you know, other people, you, your mentors, people who have been there and done that? Hmm. So questions I would ask my mentors and, and maybe questions I would ask young adults. Yeah. Okay. Primarily. I yes. Yeah. I, I think the first question would be, what do you want to do? You know, what, what's your goal in life? And then I would follow that up with what are you doing to arrive there? And then the last question would be, if you're not doing those things, what are some of the obstacles that you're experiencing that are keeping you from doing those things? Um, yeah, that's, that's what comes to mind right away. What, what are you doing? What's your goal in life? What are you doing to accomplish that goal? And then lastly, if you're not doing those things, what are some of the obstacles that you're experiencing? Yeah, there's uh, Jordan Peterson trying to find it here he has uh two books called rules for life and he has a quote in there i'm trying to find it so forgive me here um and as i look for it um i wanted to talk about a, just a little bit about i'm trying to think of how to word it Actually, I, I don't want to go there. I want to switch up the route a little. Do it. Uh, I love it. And I want to go back to a little bit on uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are there any specific examples of a situation that you've seen where um, you looked at it at, in one sense from a, one angle and you were, you had the an opportunity to you know give it time or look at it in another person's shoes or reflect on it, and you gained a different perspective that helped you approach the situation differently. Do you have an example of that? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I feel like I have a lot, but I'm having difficulty thinking of one that I want to share with you right now. Um, a time in my life when I saw thing from one saw something from one perspective. Uh, but then was able to see it from another angle that helped me approach the situation differently. Um, hmm. 
<laughs> Let me think on that. And it, I'll give you a moment here because I, I did find uh, the rule for life he was talking about. And it's in his second book called 12 More Rules for Life Beyond Order. Um, and it says, imagine who you could be and then aim single-mindedly at that. And I think that's incredibly powerful because life is short, obviously. And, and I, I'll, I'll segue into this after we come back to the talk on perspective. Um, but imagine who you could be and then aim single-mindedly at that. I think that's so powerful because we get caught up being pulled in so many different, different directions and so many different identities. And, you know, who are you outside of what you do is a pivotal question because if somebody asked me who I am, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Carter Klein. I'm a, a sophomore men's basketball player. I'm a student here. Uh, Jack and Trace Pline are my mother and father. You, you know, you give all these answers, but at the root of the question, who are you? Uh, it can be scary to answer sometimes. Yeah, you know, and I don't know where we're at right now, which question, but I'm kind of going back to, if, you know, you'd ask me if there were you know, questions that I would ask young adults or maybe mentors that I have. And I mentioned, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish in life? What are, what are the things you're going to do to help you arrive there or accomplish that? And then lastly, if you're not doing those things, what are some obstacles in your way? Um, and you had mentioned kind of how, you know, where do you imagine yourself and, you know, kind of narrow your focus. And um, so I guess something that comes to my mind is an exercise um, that was introduced to me that I think is extremely powerful. Because I think when we think about what we want to accomplish in life, it's all pretty similar. And it's all a lot more simple than we maybe prior believed. And so the exercise is they ask you, you know, your, you know, it's your funeral, write your eulogy. What would you want people to say at your funeral? And I think that, and take three minutes, three minutes, you take a pencil and paper, and I encourage all the listeners to do this three minutes and write down what you would want people to say at your funeral. And I think ultimately, that's what's most important in life. And I think for most people, it's, I want people to say that they were happier when they were around me. I want people to say that they, they felt more confident in themselves after they talked with me. I want people to say that, um, that I cared for people, that I love people, that I, you know, all these sorts of things. And, and it really comes down to just, I want to be a good person and I want to have a positive difference or a positive impact on the lives of the people around me. And um, so I think when you can do that, um, the sooner you can understand that, I think life becomes more simple. And, and I also think life becomes more meaningful. Um, so anyway, I, that, I, again, I don't know exactly where we're at, but that was what came to my mind when we were talking about, you know, kind of insight that I would like to share with younger adults and also talk to with some mentors of mine. Yeah. And I apologize. I, I threw a lot at you there. And um, <laughs> one topic that came to mind that I wanted to touch on was within that quote, um, think of who you could be and then aim single-mindedly at that. Uh, I was listening to, actually, I believe it was on the John Gordon podcast. And there, I forget who the guest was, but they mentioned that uh, you there's two resources. And obviously there's more than that, but two resources 
are time and money. And both of those things can be incredibly impactful and powerful if you use them in the right way. And so um, with my day and age, I have more time than I have money right now. And it, it's something I think about a lot is how am I using my time, not necessarily to get money, but to gain wealth and experience. And so I don't know if you have any thoughts that go along with that or anything that um, you wanted to speak into in regards to time and energy, time and money, and the power of experience or, or where you wanted to take that. But I wanted to bring that topic up because I think it is uh, something that's really important is because you know, everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everybody, everybody has a different definition of success. And um, yeah, and I, I just think right now there's, we have so much more time than we do money. And so how are we using our time? And so I, wa yeah. I wanted to just bring that up and see what your thoughts were with that. Uh, right away, I, I think of, so you're, you're basically talking about how are we using our resources to impact people? to make a difference. And, and I think for a lot of people, sometimes myself included, we're constantly wanting to acquire more resources, whether it be money, whether it be material items, whether it be new tools, you know, we're constantly looking to add resources when I think our focus should be not more resources, but to be more resourceful with the, with the resources that we already have. And I think when we can shift our focus uh, to being more resourceful instead of acquiring new resources, we're then able to um, we're then able to have a greater impact on people. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. What what are the things that I have right now? You mentioned you have more time than money. Okay, so how can you use your time <laughs> right now with what you have to impact people? And um, I just think that that's great. And so my my advice to people would be what. Don't worry about, you know, everyone wants to say, I, I'll, I'll get shots up when I get a new basketball, you know, or, or I get a new basketball hoop, or I'll work out when, you know, I get that new treadmill or I get those new running shoes, or I'll do this when. And I think we put ourselves in a difficult situation. I think what we instead need to say is, what do I have? And how can I use what I have to take action now and to make an impact now? Because I think we'll find that, um, we can do a lot more <laughs> with what we currently have than what we originally believed, maybe. Yeah, I, I love it. And as, uh, as we begin to close, and we can build off these answers a little too, um, but I wanted to go into something new uh, called the lightning round of questions. Uh, so I'll, I'll shoot some questions at you. And I just want, you know, this has all been impromptu, but literally the first thing that comes into your head uh, in regards to these questions. Um, so if you're ready, we'll get into it. And, and, you know, it, it's the first thing that comes into your mind. So if, and at the end, if you want to edit something out or anything, again, just let me know. And, yeah. um, but if you're ready, we'll get into it. And okay. so if you owned a billboard, what is one quote you would put on it for millions of people to see? Who you become is infinitely more important than what you do or what you have. Who you become yeah. is infinitely more important than what you do or what you have. If you could sit down for dinner with anyone from any time period, where would you eat at and who would it be with? Great question. Um, 
you know, obviously you want to say Jesus, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think everyone's gonna, you know, would say that. So it's almost like someone other than. Um, I'm gonna say John Wooden, and we're definitely eating at. Oh, eating at that's a difficult one. Um, I'm gonna go with my favorite restaurant, so we'll go to PF Chang's. Okay, interesting. And then my last question, lightning round, and I've never actually asked this one before, but what is a question you wish somebody would ask you? Hmm. Hmm. What is a question that I wish wish someone would ask me? Hmm. What a great question. What is a question I wish someone would ask me? That, this is a that's, a, huh? that's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one to answer. You know, honestly, and this is a question I try to ask myself um, all the time, but I don't do it enough. I should do it. And this is why I'm picking this is why do you do what you do? I think I, you know, I think reminding me of my purpose is something that I can't get enough of. So, because uh, I think it's really easy to get distracted by, you know, different things. So, reminding me of why I do what I do is—it's a question I wish people would ask me every day. Yeah, it, the foundational question of what's your why. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I think. I think we've got everything. I've got everything I was looking for out of this conversation and more. And uh, coach, I just want to really thank you for taking the time to be here to answer my uh, incredibly difficult and somewhat awkward questions. <laughs> um, uh, I just, I, I do, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me today. And uh, I'm hoping that the listeners are able to really take bits and pieces of wisdom and information that they can implement in their lives. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've had a ton of fun. I always enjoy, you know, talking with you and, and uh, you know, I think it'll be a, it's a cool opportunity to be able to share our conversation. Like you said, hopefully someone can take at least something. So thanks a lot. And, and I had a lot of fun being on here. Yep. Well, coach, I, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. We'll be talking Carter. <laughs>